Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 26th of September. Federal Parliament will resume this morning for the first time since the Queen's death, with the rising cost of living set to dominate discussions. Key legislation set to be discussed includes cheaper childcare, a federal ICAC and cyber security. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese won't be there, though, flying to Japan overnight for the funeral of the former Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. Nationals leader David Littleproud is concerned about the federal budget amid the growing cost of living crisis and its lack of focus on regional Australia. This is about making sure that the upcoming budget not only does it address cost of living pressures and regional Australia will miss out on key infrastructure. We're very concerned that the infrastructure spend of $21 billion in our budget will be wiped out and regional Australia will get nothing. Meantime, the Home Affairs Minister is also expected to announce several new security measures after the massive cyber attack on Optus last week. The personal details of up to 10 million users have been compromised after one of the biggest data breaches in Australian history. Under the changes, banks and other institutions would be informed immediately if a company had been hacked. Meantime, the AFP is investigating after the stolen data was reportedly put up for ransom on an online market. There are reports the alleged hacker is demanding $1.5 million from Optus, or they plan on publishing the identity of millions of users. Information security media group's Jeremy Kirk has told Channel 7 it could be detrimental for many customers. It can be used for a variety of scams and the effects could be could last years. You know, it could affect their credit records for years if people try to like take out loans in their name. Optus is yet to comment on the alleged ransom request. A major WorkSafe investigation has been launched after a woman was critically injured on a ride at the Melbourne Royal Show. The incident occurred just before 6pm yesterday when a woman allegedly tried to retrieve her phone before being hit by a roller coaster carriage. James Lake in Melbourne reports there were dozens of witnesses to the crash. There were, Tash, and those witnesses say they heard screams and the roller coaster come to a very sudden halt while the injured woman reportedly fell to the ground. Paramedics worked on the woman then at the scene before rushing her off to hospital in a very critical condition. It all happened on the fourth day of the Royal Show, which has returned to Melbourne for the first time since 2019, while the Rebel Coaster will remain out of action now while authorities investigate what happened. To New South Wales now, where the flood emergency across the state is expected to continue after a wet weekend. The SES has received nearly 800 requests for help over the past 10 days, including nearly 60 flood rescues. While investigations are continuing after a five-year-old boy was tragically killed in floodwaters in the state's west over the weekend. The boy's family was trapped in their car in Tullamore on Friday night. His parents were able to escape along with two of their children. The five-year-old's body was recovered on Saturday and local resident Greg Smith has told Channel 7 it's heartbreaking. Everyone's heard about it, very tragic. Um, Yeah, poor little boy. It's a notorious creek crossing. It comes as a severe weather warning has been scaled back, but the risk of flooding still remains for many parts of Australia's east coast with more wet weather on the way this week. Meantime, police in New South Wales are still yet to identify the body of a man found in a lake in Sydney's west. Officers believe the body may be linked to a crash on Saturday night in Parramatta where the injured man fled the scene on foot. 
Police say they were then called to a nearby lake where the man's body was found by divers. We believe this male to be the same person that was reported last night and whilst our investigations are ongoing and he is yet to be formally identified, we're just calling for members of the public who may have any information that may assist to contact Crime Stoppers. And rescuers have managed to save around 40 whales after a mass stranding on Tasmania's west coast. As Rachel Burke reports from Hobart, sadly more than 160 whales died as investigations continue into why it happened. Thanks, Tash. Wildlife authorities have completed the mammoth cleanup task. It follows the tragic mass stranding of around 200 pilot whales in Macquarie Harbour and on Ocean Beach near Strawn on Wednesday last week. Local salmon companies helped the Department of Natural Resources and Environment tow the dead mammals into deep water yesterday. While a small number remain on Ocean Beach and will be buried there when conditions permit, about 44 whales were able to be saved throughout the operation. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. The local stock market is in, unfortunately, for another bad day, largely driven by overseas threats from both the US and UK. That's right. Futures markets say our share market will open down 82 points or 1.25%. And the stock sell-off comes as the fear that recent interest rate rises by the US central bank could cause a recession in the States, while the big tax cuts in the UK to avoid a recession will pump up inflation, which is already 9.9%. And all of this negativity is bad for stock prices. Yeah, absolutely. And talking about negativity, all of those fears have driven the dollar down to 65.3 US cents. And this could also force our Reserve Bank to keep on raising the official cash rate. That's right. Australia is a big exporting country to the world. If the world's big economies are going into recession, we can sell less exports and the lower global demand for our goods and services drives our dollar down. Now, this makes imports dearer and then pushes up inflation. And so the Reserve Bank could raise interest rates to keep our dollar higher to lower inflation. And Peter, we mentioned this massive story earlier this morning, of course, the hacking of Optus and the subsequent loss of millions of customers' personal details. It is a major story and our Cybersecurity Minister is set to introduce new rules all businesses will now have to follow. That's right. The AFR says Cybersecurity Minister Claire O'Neill this week will change regulations forcing businesses to alert banks quickly about breaches of customer data to limit the likelihood of money being fraudulent taken away from their accounts. This hacking exercise was thought to affect affected 9.8 million Optus customers, but a hacker forum learned it could be 11.2 million accounts affected. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Matt Layton. Matt, happy Monday and some good news, some big wins for our teams in the Australian Prime Minister's 13 sides over Papua New Guinea. Good morning. That's right, Tash. Matt Burton and Selwyn Cobbo scored doubles in a match where 10 different teammates crossed the stripe. The men's side going on to win 64-14. to 14. Coach Mal Meninga says he liked what he saw from a number of players seeking a World Cup call-up. With the senior guys, you know, Ches, you know, Benny Hunt, you know, Angus Crichton, you know, Tina, all those guys that are in contention for the, the World Cup, um, played really well. 
you know, got what they needed to get out of the game, you know, a bit of match fitness as well. The Aussie women's side took down the same opposition, 64-6. to Sticking with league, Sydney's western suburbs are at war this week as Penrith and Parramatta prepare to face off in Sunday night's NRL Grand Final. With no love lost between the two sides... Panthers hooker Appy Corisau says he can't wait to play in front of the rowdy Eels and Penrith fans. I love it, eh? Anytime we play, the crowd's obviously enormous. Um, they're so loud. It's pretty hectic out there, you know. Blokes are getting sprayed from the sidelines and everything. It's, it's pretty funny. So, yeah, just to be out there and amongst it, it just makes the game so much better. Good news for Penrith's Viliami Kikau. He will be free to play against Parramatta in the season decider. The back rower avoided suspension for his shoulder charge on Campbell Graham but can accept a $3,000 fine. Bunny star Tane Milne faces a six-week ban for a high shot which saw him sent off in the prelim. Turning to AFL, we may still be less than 48 hours since Geelong smashed Sydney by 81 points in the grand final, but Cats coach Chris Scott is already putting to rest any suggestions of a premiership hangover next year. We will stay grounded, we'll stay driven. I mean, we're going to enjoy it and we're going to take our time to enjoy it with all our people, but we'll continue to do our very best to be a group that you all can be proud of. Lions coach Chris Fagan has been described as a father figure in a statement released by Brisbane chairperson and Andrew Wellington on behalf of the footy club. Fagan has stood down while an investigation takes place into allegations of the mistreatment of some First Nations players during his time at Hawthorne. The panel to lead the investigation is yet to be announced by the AFL. In cricket, India has secured a six-wicket win over Australia in the third and final T20 International in Hyderabad. Cameron Green and Tim David helped the Aussies set up a score of 7 for 186. It wasn't enough for victory, the hosts reaching the target with one ball remaining. And Aussie Jack Miller has won his fourth MotoGP after taking out the events in Japan. Miller started from seventh but surged into the lead by lap four at Matagi. He says he's over the moon to be back on top of the podium. I can ride a motorcycle sometimes. Um, no, I mean, I felt amazing all weekend, to be honest, since I rolled out the first free practice. Um, feels so awesome to, uh, to be back racing on this side of the world. Matt, thank you. And a complex operation is underway in Darwin Harbour in an effort to remove a suspected unexploded bomb from World War II. The Royal Australian Navy's diving team has been deployed to assist with the very delicate operation. It's believed the device has been sitting on the seafloor for up to 80 years. Many parts of Darwin were destroyed by Japanese bombers in 1942 during the war. Boats and vessels have been ordered to avoid the area during the specialist operation. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.